right. I can't believe this. I have Steve Kirsch in front of me. Steve, I mean this seriously. You are a legend. Um, you know, you've been one of the people right from the get-go who's been outspoken, speaking out against the absolute BS that we've been seeing. And um, you know, I don't I don't like to think that I I, I celebrity worship and I hero worship, but you're a goddamn fucking hero. So well done, man. Honestly. <laughs> Now, listen, I've got a few questions I want to ask you to kick off with. Like, and I just want you, yes, no, yes, no. Okay? There's no doubt in my head that this was a fake pandemic. Was this a fake pandemic? Yes, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a tough one. I think that there's, there are aspects of both. Um, uh, I can't, that's not a yes, no. Man, you're letting me down. First question out, and you're letting me down. Okay, fine. I know. I, I fail, fail, fail. But but there's not. That's a that's a complicated question. Okay, fine. That's it's do not you, a yes or no question. Do you feel that a lot of the figures and numbers were conflated by flu rebranded? Yes, no. I don't have direct knowledge of that. I'd say yes, but I don't have. To, I. I I, I'm not. I, I'll say I'm not qualified to answer that. I don't like to give opinions where I'm not qualified to answer. But if I had to, if you had a gun to my head, um, uh, yeah, there's there's probably uh, some monkey business going on. Okay, leaked lab, leaked lab business. Is that just limited hangout? Uh, the uh, the lab leak is a real leak. Whether it's intentional or not is uh, uh, up for grabs. Uh, but definitely the the virus leaked out of a lab. Do you think there were multiple releases, multiple agents that were released around the world, or do you think it was just the one from Wuhan? I think it's uh, multiple around the world. Yeah, that wasn't a yes, no, I mean, <laughs> but you've answered it for me. Right. Do you think there was a concerted <laughs> criminal conspiracy? Yes, no. Ha! <laughs> Um, man, you know, these are nuanced questions. Um, just, just yes, no, I, I, no one's going to sue you. I'm just saying, oh man, uh, God, I've got Steve Kirsch speechless. There, there, yeah, there, there, there are certainly, uh, aspects of it, whether it's criminal or not, of course, depends on what your interpretation of the law is or, you know, sort of should be criminal versus is criminal. Yes, no. Are two different just, things. Yes, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's probably some uh, some bad shit going on. I'd take yeah, that as a there's, yes. There's, uh, there's probably, yeah, yeah. Who do you think is most likely to yeah, be at fault? Not, this isn't a yes, no, but it is a binary answer. So is this... Is it China okay. or is it the U.S.? <laughs> I, that's, it's both. It's both. both. Okay. You can't trap me on that one. It's okay. Not, it's not one or the other. It's both. Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, this is good. This is good. So um, who masterminded it? Nobody knows. Damn. Nobody knows. There's no, there's no smoking gun. Who benefited? There's speculation. There's speculation. No smoking. So who gun. benefited from all of this? How <laughs> oh, easy! 
Fire the away. vaccine companies. Just the vaccine companies? Yeah. No one else? Yeah, uh, Fauci, uh, Fauci, Fauci benefited. Uh, A- anyone else? Yeah. Going, going, anyone else? <sighs> probably. If you prompt me, I, I could probably... Uh, uh, I guess mis- the, the misinformation spreaders um, uh, did well. <laughs> Because <laughs> we spoke out and we bucked the trend and we found found ways to monetize uh, this so that we weren't like just losing money hand over fist, but could break even. Or oh, a mission misinformation spreaders as in who? Uh, people like me. You know, I benefited because I got to do something that I really love doing, which is telling the truth and uh, educating people on what's going on. So I, I think I benefited. I have millions of friends uh, oh, uh, throughout the world. I, when, you know, people stop me, can I, I, uh, can I have a picture with you? You know, that never happened before. And, okay, so, and so I've to gotten be clear, so thank you. You saved me. You saved my child's life. I, I, so I think I yeah. benefited because I was able to benefit more people. So I'll I'm bet gl- you weren't thinking about that. Yeah, I'm glad we clarified that because I was like, what, you financially benefited? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You went from making hundreds of millions in high tech to to making a, a tiny fraction of that in terms of, of income. Steve, are we friends now? <laughs> we were friends before. So we're friends and, and we're still friends now. Good answer. Okay. Irrespective of the lab leak and whether it's intentional, would you accept that the whole response, the global response from all our governments, it was a political construct. It was almost like they wheeled it out, ready to go. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, planning that went into it, but people were told that this is for the benefit of society. And so most people believe that uh, this was done all out of uh, that it's it's all above board. That it's all just smart planning for smart contingency planning. Yeah. So I've heard this that there's all it was noble intentions and just incompetence. And my personal opinion is yes, that this was a lot of incompetence. So, but my personal opinion is that well, this was highly competent incompetence uniform across the world. You don't think there was an element of malfeasance and some ulterior Um, motives? I think most of most, I think, I think most of it is just trusting people who shouldn't be trusted. And I think that, uh, so I think that Fauci was legitimately surprised when the virus leaked. And you could tell that because of the email trails. The email trails wouldn't have had the surprise element uh, that they did. And so I think that there were some things maybe that I think he knew he was doing this gain of function research and he was doing it when he shouldn't be doing it. So he got his hand caught in the cookie jar and then he sought to cover it up. But it wasn't like this was pre-planned because he didn't say, okay, uh, hit the cover-up uh, paper. You know, let's release the cover-up paper now that it's it's out. I mean, a lot of this stuff happened by accident. Okay. 
Have you heard of Sasha Latipova's claims that DOD was involved in DARPA and the Pentagon? Yeah, I've had her on my show. So what's all this countermeasure business? Why was an American DOD involved in this? A civilian affair. Well, do you, well, you want the cover, you, you want, you want the cover story? You want the real story? Both. <laughs> well, the cover story is that we had a, this, this huge pandemic and the military was the fastest way to get it done. The other story could have been that the military had been working on this gain of function research. They knew that they were working on the gain of research and they wanted to uh, keep control over it so nobody would find out what was going on. Well, that blew up, didn't it? So tell me, do you know much about the Princess Diamond? No. You don't know about the Princess Diamond cruise ship? Oh, the Princess Diamond cruise ship? Yeah. Uh, I probably, there are so many cruise ships, but which, um, which no, one? Refresh no, my memory. It's no, been a, no. there, there have been a lot of cruise ships. This one is famous right at the beginning of 2020. It had, um, yeah, yeah. it was marooned off and, and, and it was isolated and quarantined. And you had thousands of elderly people, you know, the kind of people that go on a cruise ship. I hope you don't go on a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they, I, I do. You, <laughs> okay, so basically, they, the, the mortality was very low. And the data that came out of there showed that there was nothing scary about this virus. It had the lethality of a bad flu season. So right from get-go, everyone knew that there was, this was not all the government officials, everyone, the health authorities knew this was nothing scary. But despite that data, they still enacted all these horrendous measures like lockdowns, mandates, social distancing, masking. You don't think that's a bit strange? Why it wasn't widely published <laughs> uh, by the MSM? You know, I didn't. I didn't know about the number of deaths. How many? How many elderly were there on that ship, and how many elderly deaths were there? Off the top of my head, there's a, there's a few thousand, but maybe I don't know somewhere less than twenty or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. It wasn't very many. You can Google it now. It was hardly any that died. Yeah. And compared to like, I think there's like three, four thousand people on the ship, Stat, um, you know, crew and passengers. I haven't got it off the top of my head. You might have to search. Um, and but the, yeah, and it, they all got they all got infected. They were all infected. Yeah, well, they're on the ship together. Yeah, yeah, no, but that doesn't mean they all got infected. Yeah, but they're all there in this closed cruise ship. I mean, it's very small space. Yeah. You know, poor circulation, yeah, yeah, yeah. eating and drinking it's the good. same thing. Diseases spread not, around not, like crazy. Not, not guaranteed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, some people can be immune, though. Well, I was going to say to you, you know, but, yeah, why was it suppressed? Probably, probably pretty high. Um, yeah, it was, I was going to ask you why it was suppressed, but I mean, you didn't even know about it, so that goes to show you how suppressed it was. You might want to look into that, by well, the way. Well, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew about the cruise ship. I knew about the story, I, you know, now that you're refreshing my, my memory. But I didn't know about the number of deaths. Yeah, and that's actually a really good good uh, observation because you, you don't we, hear about that much anymore. No, do you think we can ever trust mainstream media again? Um, the the sad reality is that we will, and 
It's a question of when. And the reason I say that is because doctors were promoting cigarettes <laughs> and it took decades before they realized uh, that's a mistake. Do we still trust doctors today? Yeah, it's almost like it never happened. It's like, you know, for your vaccines, do you trust your doctor? Oh, totally trust my doctor, right? Even though that should have caused everybody to, uh, to, to stop having faith in their doctors. Yeah, absolutely. What do um, COVID vaccines and cranial lobotomies have in common? Uh, I'll tell you. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't okay. take much it's, critical. It sounds, sounds like it doesn't take much critical thinking. You know, to you, you, you lack critical thinking if you want to, If you think it's a good idea, and if you have one, you also will end up with loss of critical thinking. Right. They're just it's yep. just not good, good. Not good things to do. So you're right. I mean, the medical profession yeah. has, you know, promoted things like cranial lobotomies and smoking and these COVID vaccines, despite the fact that it's pretty dodgy territory. Um, and for some reason, we regain our trust uh, amongst the public. Right. OK, moving forward. Censorship and suppression. What are your thoughts on that? Anytime you have... That going on, the people doing the censoring are always on the wrong side of the issue. Every single time. I don't think there are any exceptions to that. No. How's that for I an answer? It's a good answer. I, I would agree. I think um, to promote a lie... It makes it easy, right? It, it makes it easy. As soon as you see that uh, the censorship going on, you know who's on the right side of it. Alarm bells should go ringing, shouldn't they? they? As soon as they pull out the censorship button, alarm bells should go ringing. So again, for why anybody do you think, who's a why, who still why, has critical thinking skills left. So why would our authorities, our government, our, our health authorities, FDA, CDC, medical licensing boards, politicians, why would they censor uniformly? Oh, because the truth is, uh, the truth is, is going against the narrative and people are believing the narrative. So does that mean they were promoting a lie? Uh, absolutely. Why would they promote a lie? Well, they were because they believe the critical trials, the data, and they think that these vaccines were life-saving. And so they were willing to look the other way because they believed that the vaccines would save more people than they killed. Steve. So that did they, proved to be did, incorrect. Did they honestly think that? So I've got people, I've got patients, I've got friends, I've got people who are just taxi drivers, porters, and they come up to me and go, why is it an uneducated person like me knew that this stank, it didn't make sense, you can't rush a drug 
development in six months, nine months. You can't skip key safety measures, um, key toxicology, distribution, biodistribution, you know, you name it, whatever, you know, effect on carcinogenicity um, tests, everything, things that normally take 10 to 15 years. You can't do this all in six months. It doesn't make sense. You can't roll out something that's never been heard of before, never been tried and tested and successfully rolled out. Why is it we could see that and we're uneducated, we don't have uh, any university degrees or diplomas, but all you doctors and politicians fell for it, hook, leg, and, and sinker? What would you say to that? Well, there was a reason for that belief. And the reason for that belief is that because we weren't using the same old technology that we've used in the past, the claim was, oh, this is new technology. And it's like we just invented computers. So because we have this new technology, we're able to do things faster, more efficiently, safer, and so forth, because we're doing it in a different way that expedites um, all of these things and makes it so that we can just you know take the gene sequence, put it into the mRNA pattern, and spit it out like it's a computer program. So that's that's the story. And so if you believe in that, then you could convince yourself that, oh, they're not doing it the same old way, because we all know the same old way takes decades. They're doing it with this new technology that is revolutionary, and they can do it so much faster this way because they have computers now which can do the sequencing, and they can bypass all the, the you know, we can go directly into the to the cell with this mRNA instructions and deliver it right there. We can bypass the middlemen, look at all the layers <laughs> that we're cutting out here. And so this is why we can do it so much faster and safer than we could ever do before because of this radically new technology. I don't buy that. I think that's, if that was no, the case. No, but I'm just telling you that's. A, I know, that's, I know, but if that's, that's the case. See, but that's that, the that story. Would, yeah, but that's that would suggest that they're incredibly naive and stupid, and I doubt that. That's like me saying to you, Steve, do you know what? I know you've got a broken ankle. Instead of fixing it the tried and tested way with plates and screws, and it's going to take you about three months to get back to normal, I've cooked something up in my garage, which is amazing. I'm going to just, I'm just going to glue it, and you're going to be perfect tomorrow. Come on, roll up. Let's do it. And And... You know, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. For, I trust you. Forget the safety. Forget what? the safety. Come on. Have you <laughs> have you tried that pitch on your patients? Uh, have no. You, have you tried? Have you honestly, so with a straight face, try <laughs> that pitch on your patients? Don't say it's a garage. Say there was a new technique invented at the University of Oxford. It's it's already been rolled out for a year. Okay, just lie. All so, right. So. I can and answer this for you. Create the story. I can answer this for you. You're Which one, is what? You're okay. 150% right. The patient would buy the easy option, the quick fix, the glamorous thing, because I'm, I'm coming from a position of authority and they're buying it. But, exactly. But it, but exactly. I'm saying I'm Tony Fauci. I'm the government. I know this is bullshit. So what I'm trying to say is I'm trying yes. to put my head in the, sen in, in, the, you know, in the position of the authority. As a person in authority, I know what I'm saying is absolute bullshit. And I know I can influence my yeah. vulnerable patient. 
So why did these people in authority bullshit and lies? Because coming back to what you said, this new technology, I think your phone's tink binging, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, to, no, let me, let me, okay, so. So, so uh, if you go back so the, to mRNA technology, so, it goes back to the 80s and the studies have always shown they don't work. There's complications, further trials need to be done, more studies yeah, yeah, need yeah. to be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the answer to that is very similar to somebody who's been hoodwinked in a Ponzi scheme. So have you ever been taken into a, a, uh, in by a Ponzi scheme? What happens is that the victim doesn't want to believe that they've been hoodwinked. Okay, so they keep on with the thing until it becomes painfully obvious that we have to get out of this, that I'm being scammed. Like, you know, you're told that this guy's a, a scammer, he's never going to return your money. And what you do is you say, well, I'll call him. And if he returns my call, then you're wrong, right? And because you want to believe that you got it right. And the thing is that everybody wanted to believe Tony Fauci to say, the vaccine is the way out of this. This is the cure. This is the pathway. This is the only way out. He said, this is the only way out. You can't do it with, uh, with uh, early treatments. The only way out is the vaccine. So everybody said, wow, this COVID stuff sucks. So what we're going to do is we're going to go all in on the vaccine. It has to work. And so everybody's like, oh, shit, he died. He died. He died. <laughs> We don't want to. We don't want to go back to the old days where we're locked down. So we're just going to look the other way. That was just a, just a coincidence. Hey, it didn't really happen until it's in a peer-reviewed journal as a case study or a case series, or it's it's published as a, a randomized, large randomized trial. We can dismiss it until it's in the peer-reviewed literature. We're going to look the other way because, damn, we're going to make this thing work. Steve, that was probably just experimental error. Am, am I? You need to correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression that you're a lot more trusting than me. I don't trust Tony Fauci as far as I can throw him, and trust me, it won't be. No, I, I don't trust him either. So, I don't trust so, him either. I'm just telling you why people reacted the way they did. Okay, yeah, yeah. Forget people. I'm, I'm telling you that most, most, be most people, you know, took the. They take the blue pill, they trust authority, yeah. and they were like me four years ago, okay? Trust authority, there's no reason to distrust, um, because you never were in, a, were in a situation where somebody said, well, hey, my child just got five vaccines and now has autism three minutes after they got the, the, the shot, okay? Those are wake-up moments, but they happen just to a small subset of us you know, who experienced this firsthand and then they start doing the research and they become red pilled. hundred percent. And most people don't even connect the dots. My, my uncle out in Texas had a heart attack just after his booster. He didn't put two and two together. I said, maybe it's a shot. No. And he was like, no, no. I was like, are you no, going to have the conspiracy thirst? Yeah. So forget that. <laughs> I know that. I know Joe public blindly trust authority. Yeah, I get that. I'm trying to get into the head of Tony Fauci. Tony Fauci, you know, saying, oh, you know, we need to trust the science, trust it. Bullshit. If you're a scientist, you'll keep an open mind. You will explore every avenue. You'll explore all these things that other people were saying about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. And to be honest, I would argue none of that was necessary. This is a bad flu. What people needed was hydration. They needed antibiotics for post-viral bacterial pneumonia, which is what really kills people. They needed support. They needed love, community, hugs sunlight 
exercise, good food, vitamin D. And instead, that was all shut down. Now, that in itself was what blew my mind as a doctor. These basic medical measures that are designed to help people, we were recommending the opposite. Shut down. Don't go outside. Don't have sunlight. Don't take vitamin D. Wait until you're dying. Go to hospital. Get a ventilator. And nothing else can help you. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, that was just mental. Yeah. That's not science. Yep. That's something more sinister, my friend. You're nodding. Yeah. Is that a yes or a no? Yeah. No, I mean, look, the the if you want to be healthy, uh the best thing that you you want to do is you want to is listen very carefully to the advice from the CDC and then do the opposite. So why? How has it got to this point? What is their agenda? Um, for most people, they think they're saving lives. If you go and you talk to people at the CDC, those people believe that the CDC has done enormous good and has saved millions of lives with the vaccines. Okay. So are they just that is what you will get by taking are they just ideologically captured then? Are they members of a cult? Yeah. Yeah, because look, anybody who sees the truth of the CDC is not going to work there anymore, right? The only people that are left working at the CDC are people who believe the bullshit. It's bullshit. They're, and they're totally, and they are hook, line, and sinker. You cannot wake <laughs> these people up, okay? You go in, like... I tried to, to, to do something really simple. I went to the director of the CDC museum and, and I said, look, I saw your, your, uh, your exhibit about fluoride um, in drinking water. And it's wrong. The science is clear. Mm. Fluoride in drinking water is a complete disaster. Absolutely. It has nothing but downsides. The science is, is as clear it's as can be. There is no doubt. Your exhibit downstairs says this was a great accomplishment by the CDC. It should be changed. So this is like a great embarrassment by the CDC. We fucked up. That's what it should say. It should say it's chlorine and drinking water. Sorry, we fucked up. It should say, oh, uh, mercury and vaccines. Sorry. We fucked up. We fucked up. It should say aluminum in vaccines. <laughs> we fucked up again. I mean, this whole museum should be, we <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you know, and it's not. Right. And she would. Uh, so I talked to the director of the museum. <laughs> she would not hear of any of this. I didn't. I didn't go so far as to say the whole thing was. was I just focused on one little minor thing, which was. Fluoride in drinking water. We can't eat. There's no, there's, there's no debate on this. And she said, you're a nutcase. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. The evidence is clear. Fluoride's, you know, reduce cavities and blah, blah, blah. You're, you're being anti-science. Dude, you know what? I really want to go to this fucked up museum now. It's, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. I want to sign in the visit. <laughs> I want to sign in the visitor's book. I want to leave a trip advisor review. And say this was a, an amazing yeah. fucked up museum. 
Definitely. <laughs> you know, what? Well, well, yeah, all of the, these. It's, yeah. It's the blue pill. It's the blue pill version. I should, we should make the red pill CDC museum. Like, wouldn't that be cool? That'd like be, if if you ever want to leave your job, you create the the red pill CDC museum, the the true. Let's do it. You know, and you could almost have like the two museums side by side, and you choose whether you go into the red pill version or the blue pilled version of the CDC museum. That would that that would be so cool. That would be very cool. <laughs> I think there'd be a long line of people in one and a short line in another. So listen, you know what's what's in yeah. common, you know, with the fluoride and the aluminium and the mercury you just mentioned? None of these are naturally found in the human body, in the human diet. They're just not. These are none of them have any any health benefits. They're not involved in our metabolism. They are actually toxic. This stuff is fucking toxic. And we're putting this fucking toxic shit in our body. Fluoride it's toxic. Right. If you look at the toothpaste, it says, do not ingest. If you ingest, contact your local toxicology center. What the frack? Report poison control. Yeah. Yeah. Report to poison. <laughs> they literally put it on the label. So when you then say, oh, you know, what? I, I, I'm not going to have fluoride in my toothpaste. You know, the doctors go, are you a weird conspiracy theorist? Like, it's on the packet. This stuff is toxic. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. what is it? What's the cumulative low dose, you know, of this and over years, what effect is this having on your body? No one can answer that. And then, you know, there's no such thing no, as a it's safe. It's not good. Yeah. Do you know there's no such thing as a safe aluminum? I think you Americans call it aluminum. There's no safe aluminum um, dose in, for the body. There is no such thing. It's not meant to be inside us. And, and the same goes with mercury. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mercury is toxic. It is not good stuff. Whether it's ethyl mercury or methyl mercury, you know, the stuff crosses a brain, blood brain barrier. It's toxic stuff. And they put it in these vaccines. Now, let's talk about vaccines, okay? So, my friend, I told you off air how I've been on this journey. I believed everything they told me in med school. I bought it. This was the, the institution. Yeah, see? See? Yeah. yeah. Because it started. You're, you're just like me, you know? And, a easy. <laughs> so basically, I I just you know listened to my lectures, believed what they told me, was a good boy, studied hard, read the textbooks. But even in med school, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Why does this shit happen? Why is no one got an answer? This doesn't make sense to me. We're treating symptoms, we're not treating cause." And it's years later as. I think it was, I told you 9-11 kind of made me think, what the fuck is going on in this world? This is really weird shit. And I'm, once you start seeing one big lie, you start thinking, what else is a lie? And the Gulf War and this and that, and everything started to stink to high heaven. Now, yeah. And the well, thing you know, is- It's like the Matrix, right? You, you, just took the, you took the red pill and now you're seeing everything. But I'm telling you, you know, I still think, you know, I thought I was a conspiracy theorist. And now looking back, I was just a hobbyist. I, I have like, I was nowhere near. Yep. I mean, there's a guy over here doing a podcast called yep. James Dellingpo. He's a fucking lecturer in conspiracy theorists. I, I'm, I'm learning from him every day. One day I hope to get a qualification from him. I mean, I'm just like, oh my God, the rabbit run just keeps going down and down. But anyway, so moving on back to vaccines. Um, Steve, you know, I'm a surgeon. Let's let's use the word operation. 
Okay, you know what an operation is. It's the same in America and here. You have an operation. So if I said to you, listen, I've got this amazing new operation. It's safe and effective. And you need this operation for this deadly disease. And you need this operation to save your granny. And, and you need this operation to go back to work. And you need this operation to travel. And if you don't have this operation, you're racist and a crazy person and an idiot and a misogynist. And um, you need this operation every year, by the way. I forgot to tell you that. We need to keep boosting this operation. Yeah. You need it like every, like at every least. year. You, at least. At least. At least. Sounds, sign, me, yeah. sign me up. It's going to be yeah. safe and effective, right? Yeah. And if you don't have this operation, I mean, it's totally up to you. you don't, there's no pressure. No pressure at all. But if you don't have this operation, we're going to make life yeah. so freaking difficult for you. It's unbelievable. Now, if you hear this, yeah. it sounds so ridiculous. You just think, no, 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 this is madness. I mean, this guy needs to be locked up. Now, if I turned around to you and said, listen, I found this new operation, and I think every child should have this operation from the age of three, and then at one, and at five, and at eight, and at 13, and, and you know, and it's, we should make sure every child has this operation, you know, I'll be locked up and sent to jail. Now, swap that word for vaccine, suddenly it's acceptable. Oh, I never would have realized that that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think the fact the vaccine has become a sacred cow and that we cannot even question its efficacy, its safety, its contents, its ingredients, that this is one of the biggest threats to humanity? Oh, um, it's... It's certainly one of the biggest threats. But see, the bigger thing is the whole vaccine schedule. See, that's that that's that's the that's the big one, right? Yeah, it is. Nobody should be getting any of these vaccines. It's not just about the COVID vaccine, right? It's about don't get the K shot. Don't take a vaccine when you're pregnant. Don't take any vaccines. What are you doing? You know. That's the bigger issue. And so this COVID stuff is like rounding error in comparison to the bigger picture, which is the whole vaccine program is a healthcare disaster. It basically destroys the health of people in the world. And nobody's calling them out on it. There are, there are books, you know, that you can get this, this great book by Neil Miller in Amazon. It's 400 studies. And you, if you if you read that, you're never going to take a vaccine again in your life <laughs> because it tells you what's going on. And the the studies of the uh, fully unvaccinated versus the vaccinated, they're all, uh, you know, the ones that have been done in the U.S. that I've seen, uh, 250 patients or bigger. It's all negative if you if you're vaccinated, like nobody should be getting these vaccines. Like, what are you thinking about? They're harmful. The, the, the risk benefits are just, just, just not there. Yeah, there's not. I mean, it's, so what, uh, the, what's, the, go, uh, what's going on? What's happening then? It's all about, you know, it, it, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, here, let me just pick up a, a, a pen here. This pen will help you write. So you can make notes and it's, it's got a benefit, but you can write notes on a piece of paper and it's got a very clear benefit. Yeah. And people will say, wow, that's really neat. You know, I can, 
I can write notes to my wife or whatever on a piece of paper using this new pen thing that there was just invented. But if everybody, and we studied it, it was in clinical trials and everybody, you know, it worked fine and no safety issues, but everybody who used the pen died after a year. But hey, it was never, they never looked at the all-cause mortality in in the, the randomized trials because the randomized trials only looked at efficacy. And it only looked at safety in a, in a, in a short period of time. And it only looked at um, the all-cause mortality. It, 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 it was basically measured all-cause mortality from, you know, pen death as opposed to all-cause death, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you go and you say, oh, look at this, it, you know, oh, there's this, there's, this, there's this benefit if I just do this. But if I open up the blinders... It, it, you know, so for the in, in the COVID vaccine example, let's say it did. It, it, let's say it saved one life per twenty two thousand people. Well, let's say it, 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 if it did that, um, well, that that's nice. But <laughs> if we don't look at the all cause mortality numbers, and and maybe it killed a hundred uh, people for every one person it saved, uh, you know, that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. And that's exactly um, uh, what we did: is we yeah. focused on. On one thing, so just, so you can say, oh, well, these vaccines were beneficial, uh, and maybe they even prevented some disease. And I'll say maybe because a lot of these vaccines were introduced when the uh, uh, the infection curves were going down, 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 and then yep. then they hit zero, and then they introduced the vaccine, right? And yep. so it looks like, wow, look, you know, no disease after the vaccine was rolled out, but um, it wasn't because of the vaccine. And so, if you actually uh, go and and do the full analysis of the data, which requires you to have the record level data uh, from all the states and look at the birth records, the death records, the vaccination records, and the disease records. When did you get smallpox? How many people who got vaccinated got smallpox? How many people who didn't get vaccinated got smallpox? Oh, wow. Whoa. Wait a minute. They're, they're, they're the same? <laughs> you know. We're not allowed to see those records. How could we not be allowed to see those records if these vaccines are safe and effective? And so this thing just goes from one vaccine to the other. And every all the people in medical school, when you went to medical school, you're trained to say, hey, vaccines are safe and effective. No need for you to look at any of those studies because we've looked at those studies for you. And we can tell you, yeah. you can save your time. All the studies are crystal clear. They're all placebo controlled. And there is no hanky-panky in any of the trials. And anything you hear about Gardasil deaths, ha, those are those are just uh, coincidences. Those are just, those were created because there was a, an article in the media that got people to think there's an association when there's no association. And that Wakefield study, oh, that, that of course was uh, retracted, and he's uh, and discredited. And there's no link between MMR and autism. How could you even think that just because all these parents are reporting a link that their child went autistic, you know, how two hours you? after getting yeah. the MMR shot? How dare you make the association? Because because those randomized controlled trials showed, you know, or those observational studies or those. Do you know what it's called? Logical studies showed that there's. It's called professional hubris uh, and arrogance, intellectual yeah, arrogance. There you go. And um, yeah. I also think it's driven by money and ideological capture. 
you don't get you don't get money if no, you do research if you do research to look into vaccine safety like you said if you go to the cdc and say i'm going to do a, a study to to see how safe the vaccines are you're not only not going to get promoted you're going to get sacked it goes against the whole ethos and there's money involved people are making money from this now you know, you were talking about the randomized studies and whatnot. There are, there are no real randomized studies. When they do these vaccines, they compare a vaccine with an older vaccine or another vaccine. How's that, how's that a real study? What you want is a true placebo, someone who's getting nothing, a real control group. And the reality is you need thousands yeah. of people in that group. And there are no such studies. What they do is they get a new vaccine yeah. and compare yeah. it with an old vaccine. It's bullshit. It's sham. It's sham science. And it's not, not always. Yeah, but not always. There, there was uh, Vinay uh, Prasad did a um, said on in an interview that hey, there was one one vaccine, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was Gardasil, where they had a placebo group that was a pure saline placebo. Oh, okay. Are you aware of this? Nope, nope. Are you aware of this? Nope. I, Tell me. I pulled it. Okay, so you so you, you you pulled the the drug fact sheet from the FDA for Gardasil. And it will show you all the, stu- the the results of the studies. And there are like 17 or 18 tables in the study. And so it starts out with table one. It compares the, uh, the treatment group with the uh, adjuvant, place- uh, adjuvant control group. Okay, so they just got the adjuvant. Mm-hmm. And then there's the placebo group with the pure saline placebo. And it's tiny. Right. These groups are large, large, and tiny. Okay. And um, so if you then look at, at the tables, it says, well, let's look at the reaction, you know, the injection site reaction, right? Redness, swelling, blah, blah, blah. They compare, they have, they have the column for each of the three columns. And I'm going like, what? There was actually a study done where they actually had the placebo group? So... You go to table two, three columns. Table three, three columns. Table four, three columns. Table five, two columns. What was they table five? Two columns. It's all two columns from then on. They never broke it out. After ah. just the basic stuff, they never broke it out. They come. They they put the things together. So that you couldn't see what the comparison is. Because I really wanted to see the side effect profile, right? What happens three months later to the group that got this versus that, right? Did they develop autism? You know, like what happened? And you see, they don't break it out. That was, that was the, the, the big learning on that. Yeah, I was, well- I was pretty impressed. I'm not surprised. Listen, I've been involved with research with some professors and I realized then how you can engineer studies to tell you what you want to hear. You can, you know, engineer the scoring so that your good, excellent results are, are much higher. Could you drop the threshold? Yeah, yeah. And if you, if you listen to people so like Paul Marek. they teach you how to do the... Sorry? Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah, like Paul uh, Marek and... Ca- ca- you, you go on, you go on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like Cox, uh, uh, so the, the Cox uh, analysis, do they tell you how you can use Cox analysis to, to make the signal go away? No. 
So we normally get a yeah, statistician probably, and probably should be. Yeah. But so that's the thing. Most medics don't really know how to analyze papers and dissect them. We don't have access to the raw data. Um, we go by, you know, what the findings are and, and we just, you know, review the paper and, and the way it's published. It, it's peer review. I mean, I would, you know, say I'm, I'm in, in agreement with people like Professor Douglas here in the UK, um, Paul Marek in the States. And former editors, I think, of the New England of Journal, where they say up to fifty percent of studies are completely flawed and biased. Yeah, yeah. So when people when people yeah, say oh, that's the science, the, uh, the yeah. So let me just tell you the science. I mean, people keep talking about evidence based medicine. You've heard of evidence based medicine, haven't you? Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> yeah. So you know, evidence based medicine you. has been corrupted because most people think evidence based medicine means totally. scientific journals, scientific journals. Peer-reviewed peer journals. Actually, that's incorrect. A guy called Professor Sackett in Canada coined the term evidence-based medicine. And what he meant by that was a triangle. Yes, on one end of the triangle, there's evidence-based medicine from peer-reviewed data. One end of the evidence-based medicine is actually clinical experience. So me as a surgeon, 25 years, treating hundreds and thousands of patients, what have, what have I seen my experience, the response and results of things? And that third limb is patients, patients' values, patients' expectations, patients' stories, patients' histories. And we've, we've got it away with the, the patient and the clinician, and we focus now purely on the scientific journals. And guess what? They can be corrupted. You've taken the patient and the doctor out of the equation. It's now the science is the journal. And the journal, I'm afraid, can be corrupted. There are major conflicts of interest. There's money. There's funding. There's buys. It's just, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. Anyway, moving on. We've got so much to talk about. So listen, would you say you're an anti-vaxxer? I've been called that. Would, I've been would called you, worse. You... I've been called liar, grifter, you know all this. So yeah. you and me you name both. It, I've been called it. You, you and me both. But there's yeah. a difference. There's a difference. So I could, I could, I think, legitimately be called a grifter because I've got a mortgage. I am totally dependent on my private practice, and I feel the noose around my neck. They could sack me any moment. They're investigating as I speak. I've been referred to the GMC. Yeah, I really do want my podcast to kick oh. off and take off. I really do. I want I want a separate revenue stream so I can insulate myself, so I can keep speaking yeah. the truth, and I'm not at the mercy of these people. So you could you could have a go at me and call me a grifter. I'll take it, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm on a mission, and my agenda is to inform, educate, and empower people. You, I don't see you being a grifter. You've made your money. You've been highly successful in tech. You, you've got nothing financially to gain from what you're doing. And if anything, it's the opposite. You're going to be discredited. All your fancy schmancy friends are going to dis say, oh, we're not inviting you to the party, you freaking weirdo. You know, you're going to have contracts turned away from you. People don't want to be associated with you. Am I correct, Mr. Grifter? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's been a, uh, from a financial point of view, uh, it's been a complete disaster, uh, you know, before versus after, uh, from a 
uh, a loss of existing friends, it's been a complete disaster with about a 95% attrition rate. Um, from other, uh, like, um, uh, you know, my wife gets guilt by association. So, mm. you know, her reputation is damaged. Uh, we were denied um, a country club membership because of my outspokenness, you know. So, yeah. So, there are a lot of, there are a lot of prices to pay for it. And, um, but the rewards are, are worth it, right? Any if you regrets? just save one life, if you just save one kid's life. No. Good answer. Not at all. Not, it's just, not it's in... Just, it's the same no with way. me. If my I podcast just, yeah. yeah, if my podcast goes out to one couple and brings the couple together, I don't know about you, but a lot of couples here are so struggling. You know, one person is awake, one person's not. It's causing a lot of strife. Um, Steve, that was what well, that was me for a year. My wife and I were on the opposite page, and it really tore our marriage. Yeah, yeah what well, happened? Yeah, same, same thing with me. Like my oh, my, I didn't wife, know that. my wife thought I'm I'm in that case. Yeah. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. She she said I should go and see someone, but now she loves me. She thinks I'm great. Yeah. So, oh, is awesome. that the same with you? I'm, I, I, you know, there are times when um, that's true. Well, <laughs> there, there are times when it's not true. <laughs> well, you know, like I say to my patients, we're just bloody husbands. You know, at the end of the day, we're just husbands. It's all our fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. So moving on. She puts up with me. Yeah, likewise. So we've established you're an anti-vaxxer and like me, well done. So, you know, we're trying to save our children yeah. and our, you know, humanity. We, we, and you know, uh, if you really want to save people, Steve, if you want to go around in a crusade and help humanity like Bill Gates does, you know, that, that, that temple, that body of his is a temple of health. If you want to go and save humanity, I would say, Get your nutrition sorted, get clean water, get sanitation, lift people out of poverty. And guess what? You know, the majority of illnesses and diseases will be eradicated. You know, stop feeding Americans junk food, cheap carbohydrate and glucose corn syrup. Get people on high protein diets, no more GMO, back to basics, whole foods, things that look like a plant, things that ate a plant. Nothing that was made in a factory plant. If you really are serious about health, not bullshitting, if you really care about people and you want to get people better, stop them getting obese, stop them getting fat, stop them getting insulin resistant, stop them being obese, you know, give them proper food, proper, you know, health. That's how you fix it. So the fact that, you know, this dumb orthopod can figure it out tells me that these smart people like Bill Gates and whatever else, they know what it takes to be healthy. So if they're pushing this, oh, you know, health comes in a vial and a needle, they know full well that's bullshit. So there's another ulterior motive. The obvious one is money, but then there's other ones as well. Anyway, moving on. Would you agree with that? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Now, how, where do we go from here? You know, what, what do we do? Now, I'm not a believer in saviors. I, oh, let's actually move on to Trump. Do you think he was just an innocent bystander, wrong place, wrong time? He got fooled by the warp speed and Tony Fauci? Or do you think he was in on it? You're nodding. No, I think he was uh, a victim. A victim. 
because he he hasn't he hasn't come out and said the the vaccines were were a mistake. Yeah, because he doesn't like to admit he made a mistake. What what is this saying? It's easier to con- to fool someone than to convince them that they were fooled. Correct. Hmm. Um. What's yeah, which your is view what on- we have we have now with the vaccines? Yeah, people have dug themselves into a hole and don't want to climb out. They're they're just they just keep digging deeper. So, how do we get out of this mess that we're in, Steve? What what do you see us doing? We 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 um, the the general uh, methodology is to keep telling the truth over and over and over and keep trying to get your message heard to as many people as you can. Well, that's what I'm doing. And that's why I started slowly, this podcast. You'll yeah. slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Will it work? And if enough people do it, yeah, it will. It will eventually happen. The truth eventually comes out so far. I, I like that. I agree. Truth always has. <laughs> but the question is, is it going to be a hundred yeah, years from now? When? No, we don't know. Well, see, that's the question. Look, vaccines causing autism. There are, there are Love people this. I respect. Tell me about who this. Think the answer, the who think the answer is no. And it's it's so obvious. It's so obvious if you know anything about autism, if you've ever spoken to any autistic parents, the parents will tell you that their kid got the vaccine <laughs> and you know, two hours later, completely different kid and never and never turned it back. And they were never able to turn it back. And Steve, you hear those stories over and over. I might cry. So my niece was a beautiful girl. She was the brightest button, a little baby. She was her eyes open, looking at us all the time, smiling, giggling. Before I had any kids, you know, she was just a beautiful girl. She went for her shots at three, four months or whatever she was. She came back. She was a different kid. Exactly what you've just said. Eyes were glazed over. She wasn't tracking us anymore across the room. Everything was dulled like the lights had gone off. Yeah. And yeah, she's been diagnosed with autism. That's what the vaccines do. Or some kind of spectrum. Yeah. She had to go to special school. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling and you right now, they were linked. There was nothing else that happened. Of course. It's so obvious. I, you know, the stats are, nobody, nobody has the stats except for me. Because nobody's asked. So, about 40% of the time, what you have, you, you get this instant autism where the kid is fine one day and then the next day, it's like a light. It's like you turn on a switch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and it, hap- it doesn't like happen that. in all the cases. Sometimes, sometimes it's slow, but in about 40 per 30 to 40% of the time, it's instant. It's, it's like a, a, a switch going on, you know, the, and the typical thing is they get the shot, they develop a fever, parent gives them Tylenol. <clears throat> which makes things worse. And then uh, the child is never the same. And this happens over and over and over and over again. The exact same pattern happens 
over and over and over. That story, I got the vaccine, Johnny developed a fever, I gave him Tylenol, he turned autistic. That story gets repeated over and over and over and over again. And the stats are that when you have this overnight, well, I'll call overnight autism, it's not a uh, real term, but I'll, I'm going to call it overnight autism. Um, when it happens, in 28% of the cases, it happens within 24 hours of the shot. Mm. And in over 50% of the cases, it happens within a week of the shot. Okay? Mm. Those statistics are undeniable. And yet, nobody's gathered those statistics. Isn't that amazing? In 20 years of studying this, nobody thought to ask the question, oh, let's talk about overnight autism. When did it happen relative to the vaccine? I can tell you why. You do the charts. If 50% are happen within a week, you're done. And, and <sighs> believe me, it's, it's, it's more than that that happened in a week. It's more than 50% of those cases will manifest themselves within one week. And so the sometimes problem- there's a yeah. parent that had three kids, um, they're triplets. Yeah. So it was uh, two boys and a girl. The girl got autism two hours after the first, after the shot. The next boy got it two hours after the girl got it. And then the next boy got it the same day. I don't, and I don't know what the timing was. I mean, what, how much more evidence do you need? Yeah. So, (laughs) so Steve, I, I de- genuinely believe that there's some people who are so ideologically captured. They're just believing this bullshit. You know, I, I, you don't know this, but I was in a cult. A lot of people are in a cult. The thing is, people who are in a cult don't know they're in a cult. And you know the thing about cults? What do they all have in common? I'll tell you. Right? Having been in a cult. No one thinks they're in a cult. They have an unquestioning unquestioning loyalty and obedience to authority. It might be the one leader, but it's normally a group of the elite elders that you pay obedience to. You're not allowed to ask questions. You never, ever question the authority. If you do, you are vilified, you're punished, you're ostracized, you're an outcast. It's the worst thing that can ever happen because you're part of this community. You do not want to be sent out into exile. Oh, no, 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 no. And there's also a very unhealthy relationship with money. It's a cult. And the problem is people don't realize how many cults there are. And the vaccine cult is one. It's a huge one. And it's captured so many people of quite intellectual backgrounds, professional backgrounds. They just believe it. And there's a funny thing. In 1998, something special happened. you know what happened in 1998? Uh, well, there's some studies that I know about, that you're, but you're probably not referring to those. I graduated. There's a great study in pediatrics. Okay, go ahead. I graduated yeah. from med school. 
So I've just finished five years of med school. I've graduated in 1998 from the University of Glasgow in Scotland. All I cared about was passing these umpteen exams, getting my junior medical doctor, you know, position and starting my career as a surgeon. That, you know, it's a busy year, 1998. But something in 1998, I remember in, in the periphery of my, my field of, you know, knowledge was someone bad was out there, a boogeyman. And his name was Andrew Wakefield. Now, I didn't know what Andrew Wakefield had done. All I knew was he was a bad doctor. He was the worst type of doctor. He was a charlatan. He was a crook. And you know what? Rightly so, he was punished and he was made an example of. It was a bad name. You do not want to be an Andrew Wakefield. That's all I remember, 1998. He graduated, and this boogeyman, Andrew Wakefield, was around. The big, bad monster. It's only years later, I realized what the whole thing was about. It was about the fact that he would take part in a study. He didn't even do anything. But he was vilified. He was made an example of. And I believe the reason they did that was to set an example to all the other doctors. That if you dare to question vaccine safety, this is what's coming for you. You're going to have your career taken away from you, your registration. You're going to be humiliated, vilified, so that no one would ever dare ask questions again. And how unscientific is it, Steve, that you can't even ask questions? It's staring you in the face. You've got all this autism up in the rise. You know, I grew up in the 80s. There was, no one was autistic. Don't give me this BS that, oh, we're better at diagnosing it. Don't give me this bullshit. It's everywhere. Every classroom, multiple kids. This is not, oh, we're better at diagnosing it. It's, it's a problem. And forget the autism. I mean, everything. There's so many things. Allergies, autism. Now, I'm not saying it's all vaccines, but something. A something a is happening. ADHD, sinusitis, food allergies, long list. I'm not saying it's the vaccine. I have no proof. I'm saying, surely, everything should be on the table for scrutiny and investigation and research. And the fact that it's not, it's, Coming back to the sacred cow, the cult of worshipping the sacred cow of vaccines. You cannot question it. How unscientific and how unsafe and how unethical is that? Yeah. It, you know, anytime they tell you you can't question something, you should be very worried. Okay. So, moving on to RFK. Have you got your hopes up for him? You think he's going to be the savior? Yeah. No, uh, if he dude. gets elected, he'll he'll be it'll be amazing. So, I think, uh, as human beings who've suffered and have been let down by so many people, we are desperate for someone good to come along, someone genuine, someone honest, someone who we can relate to, and someone who's going to help us. I I've heard RFK, and he speaks so well. He speaks as if I'm speaking. But I've got a few reservations, Steve. One, I don't believe anyone should be saving us. We need to save ourselves. Would you agree? You're quietly um, nodding. I think you can have both. You can have both. 
Yeah, I'm still on the we should save ourselves. Two, he still comes out with there's some vaccines that are safe. His wife had a function. It's on Joe Rogan. She said she wouldn't let anyone unjabbed come. That fills me with a little bit of fear. Like, what's that all about? You know, he still seems to be, yeah, if you have the right type of vaccines and the right studies. I'm of the opinion the whole thing is a sham industry. Doesn't well, yeah, that worry but, you? But, but the way he... Yeah, the way he says it is basically that, look, I'm not against vaccines. I'm against unsafe vaccines. Are there any safe vaccines? Not that we know of. Okay, well, that answers that. And, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just worried about his green agenda. I mean, do you buy the whole climate change, carbon footprint, we're killing the planet business? Uh. uh yeah, well, we just had a a conversation about that actually, and uh, no, the, look, the the the, the good thing who's about me? <laughs> Sorry, uh, who's no, me? nobody knows ever. Well, I'm not going to say. So uh, some people, <laughs> people and, and associated with about? this campaign, and yeah, we talked about his his stance on global warming. So these issues are complicated and. He may not be up to speed on all issues, uh, and and strategically, he may choose not to rock the boat on too many things. Because if you show too many uh, red pills, people can say, well, you know, I, I maybe agree with him on vaccines, but he's gone too far on global warming or what have you. And, and if you hit too many red pill buttons. If you suddenly go from, Hey, you're in this blue pill world to let me show you all. <laughs> let me give you five red pills. Yeah. I get you it. Know, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. You get it. I accept that. Yeah. So I so, interviewed, so I look, interviewed someone. So even if, even if he, even if he knew mm. the question is from a strategic point of view, how do you play your cards? But I will tell you this. The guy's super smart. And when you show him the compelling evidence, I've never seen him reject the compelling evidence. Okay? Do you know what it is, Steve? I really, the problem is I so badly want him to be the real deal. But you know, when you've been hurt so many times, you have trust issues. You know? I really, I really hope he is the real deal. What he yeah. says, the way well, he speaks. You know? We can, He's either a fantastic we have actor. To be, we have to be optimistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I the reason why I'm saying the whole climate change thing, I think, look, Steve, once you spot one scam, you start seeing them all. The Ukraine-Russia war, that's a scam. Climate change, net zero, it's a scam. Professor Fenton, I don't know if you've ever heard of him here. He's very big here in the UK. He did a lot of analytical work. Oh, yeah. He said this has all just been a trial run for further lockdowns. And they'll use things like, oh, for climate's sake, you know, we need a lockdown. You know, 15-minute cities, you know, ghettos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we need to be vigilant to all these scams because they're all interlinked. Everything's interlinked. And it's all about enriching the few and depriving the masses of their liberties and freedoms. And, um, And that's what I'm all about, to be honest. Listen, we're we're at an hour. Is there anything you want to add, my friend? You know, 
And the most important thing is just avoid all vaccines for yourself and everybody else around you. If you do that one thing, you're way, way ahead of the game. And it's so easy to do. All you do is just say no. And, and if you think that I'm wrong, just ask your doctor for those safety studies showing that the vaccine kills fewer than one person per million, because that's the safety threshold. And if he can't show you that study, and he won't be able to, don't take the vaccine. That's great advice. There's another thing, Steve, that I ask all my guests to do now, which is, in their own life, what is it they do to stay fit and healthy? What advice, for example, would you give your children on your deathbed when it comes to fitness and health? You know, I'm not talking about vaccines, just general, generic, you know, fitness, health advice. What would you give? Yeah, you know, you only get one body and you, you could screw it up very quickly uh, or very slowly. <laughs> and uh, uh, your, your health is everything. Like, you know, if you lose your eyesight. That's just, um, that will be with you for the rest of your life. Don't, don't mess with your health. You know, it's the one thing that you can't, uh, it's, if you lose it, it can be hard to get it back. Damn right. Steve, thank you so much for giving me your time. Um, I should let everyone know, I, I reached out to Steve, I think it was just yesterday and he got back to me straight away. Um, unbelievable responsiveness, so fast, so quick, so accommodating. I really appreciate chatting to you and I hope I can speak to you again in the future. Everyone else, yeah, sure. until next time, I love you. Good night.